0: Mike, and thank you for joining me for this episode of Amateur Altours. You can follow us on Twitter at AltoursPod, or email us with any questions, comments, or concerns at the Amateur Altours Podcast at gmail.com. It would also mean so much to me if you could take a moment and leave a review and rating on whatever platform you listen to the show on. The feedback and time is super appreciated. So this is the first episode of Streak Week, as I'll be calling it. So my goal is to release a new episode every day for at least one week. Now, most of these will probably consist of five-minute reviews, but I mentioned I had some unique episodes up my sleeve, so as I was cleaning out some old documents on my computer, I stumbled upon some papers I wrote in college specifically about film. So the backstory of these papers is that I took a class called The Mafia and Beyond, and it was by far my favorite class that I took in undergrad. Every Thursday evening, we gathered in a small room, and all we did was watch Mafia movies, both Italian-based and American. So this class was absolutely made for me, and I put so much effort into the papers that were scattered throughout the semester. So, as I stumbled across them, I figured it would be cool to read them unedited on the podcast. So that is exactly what I'm going to do. So this first paper is about the 2008 Italian crime film, Gamora. So, some backstory, just for those who aren't aware of this film or what the content is about, is that it follows a subsection of Cosa Nostra named The Camorra, which is based in Naples, Italy. The film was based off a book of the same name, and there's actually a fantastic TV show of the same name that focuses on the Camorra, and I think it's available on Netflix and Amazon Prime. And although it focuses, like, each iteration of the story focuses on, on different stories. So it's, it's not retelling the same thing. So what is most important to note, and it will become a little bit more clear in this paper, is how fundamentally different the Camorra is from Costa Nostra and the American counterpart. While, yes, they are all under the same banner or umbrella of organized crime syndicates, the Camorra is much more seedier and, for a lack of a better word, dirtier. The American Mafia elicits ideas of this grandiose and lavish wealth Whereas the Gamora is closer to tackiness and grime. So Gamora is definitely a film I want to explore more in depth with Brian in the near future. And I think everyone should try and check out this film or the TV show or read the book. Because it's a very very interesting insight uh, into the mafia as well as just entertainment. But until then, I'll leave you with this academic paper for which I got an A on believe it or not. And also, everyone remember, this is an undergraduate college writing piece, so please, go easy on me. When one hears the word mafia or gangster, what are the first images conjured by the mind? It wouldn't be unrealistic to assume the images are those directly related to those portrayed throughout American cinema: flashy cars, expensive clothes, abundant piles of stolen money, excessive violence. Stimulated by these images, iconic moments from film come flooding into the subconscious: images of Ray Liotta counting piles of stolen cash that have been taped to his torso, Al Pacino shooting a police sergeant and a mob boss as an act of vengeance. Scarface firing a machine gun from his penthouse window at the police below during his iconic final stand. These romanticized accounts of violence and, and deranged psychopaths depict individuals who only care about power and very little of the well-being of others. Since the release of Scarface... Both Hollywood and the American public have been obsessed with iconography that surrounds the Mafia and its associates. For the last 80 years, American Mafia films have supplied the general public with ideals of honor, power, and wealth that can only be achieved through bloodshed and politics. The largest perpetrator arguably being Francis Ford Coppola's The Godfather. Very rarely do filmmakers attempt to show the true vulgar nature of the organization or show the brutality with a sense of realism and sobriety. Arguably, filmmakers would rather pretend the Mafia is something grander than it truly is. This being said, Matteo Garone's 2008 film, Gomorrah, attempts to be the outlier in a sea of unoriginal, sheltered stories. Here, Garone takes his audience into the seedy underworld of Naples, Italy to showcase the Gomorrah crime syndicate with gritty realism and reality. The plot of *Gomorra* is anything but straightforward. The audience follows the tales of six unique and diverse individuals that are in some way affiliated with the Gomorrah, a middleman distributor of funds, two wild and unpredictable youths who want to take the crime syndicate by storm, a tailor who gets in way over his head with business deals, a newly recruited Kimura logistics worker, and a teen who joins in hopes of being part of something bigger than himself. The audience watches as each character interacts with their particular representative and how each life inevitably gets sucked into the very hell that is life in the Kimura. Despite the film having a narrative that jumps from story to story with no indication of patterns, Garone is able to encapsulate a darker and grittier and seedier side to the Mafia that has not been explored in such detail in film. Garone is able to portray each character without any empathy, for Garone does not portray heroes in his film, only victims and villains. The brutal portrayal of violence and filthiness allows the audience to become completely absorbed in the film, as well as the events that are unfolding before them. Before exploring the filmmaking techniques that are used to much effect in the film, breaking down how Gamora represents the Kimora and the Mafia as a whole is vital because it not only accomplishes more than previous films, it adds to the experience like no other. As mentioned above, arguably the face of the Mafia in cinema were American films that were popularized by directors such as Scorsese, Coppola, Leone, and De Palma. Now, specifically focusing on Coppola and Scorsese, both were able to take ideals of the Mafia and romanticize those individuals involved as men of honor who fought for a cause and symbol that predates them and their plights. The Godfather specifically painted the Mafia as an organization of epic proportions, humanizing the members and their cause, whereas Goodfellas was able to more accurately depict the American Mafia as how they were actually viewed by historians and the public alike, as murderous and violent men but still claiming they had a sense of morality worth fighting for. What Gamora covers is interesting because the reality of the syndicate is the exact opposite from these American stories. Roberto Savano, the author of the book this film was based on, tells accounts of the Gamora being contraries to what people think about them. They live in broken, dirty cities. They wear cheap clothes and don't live luxurious lifestyles. Even more, they give the appearance of a lavish lifestyle to attract young, impressionistic boys to join their cause, further brainwashing them into believing that dying for the Kimura is their only purpose in life. It is with this authenticity that drives a thesis of the toxicity and poisonous nature of the Gomorra into the critical acclaim it has received. Knowing the history and significance that is the film's portrayal of the Kimura, it is now easier to appreciate the techniques that Garone utilizes throughout the film. Gomorrah has many similarities to Goodfellas and what makes the film work, which can be broken in three separate themes, the casting, the cinematography, and the editing. Focusing first on the casting performances, the cast is unexpectedly superb, riveting, and more surprisingly, naturalistic. An interesting note is that many members of the principal cast are not professional actors. They are native to the Naples area where the film was being shot and takes place. Now this shouldn't necessarily come as a great shock, because it is quite clearly through body movements, delivery, and the like. But what is most important is that this type of casting gives a genuine authenticity that many films in themselves fail to capture or recreate. The plainness and the ugliness is what truly encapsulates the reality of the Kimura and those associated with them. It is a compliment to Garone in his ability and skill to cast people who can give the performance that is needed to convey the appropriate atmosphere. The actors are successful in breaking the wall that disconnects the viewer from the actions on screen by allowing the audience to believe that what they are watching are and is authentic. Moving towards the techniques of cinematography and editing, they both complement each other extremely well. The cinematography of Gamora can best be described as persistent, on the ground, and ever-present. The camera work allows the audience to feel as though they are witnessing the events live and in real time, while simultaneously assuring that they are not in harm's way. The sense of surrealism both captures and disturbs the viewer, for they are witnessing uncensored violence up close and personal. Using the camera in this way is a work of pure brilliance, for it serves a dual purpose, being naturally simplistic while also providing complex and disturbing images to the viewer. The editing of the film stands on its own and is equally brilliant and unique. The editing is reminiscent of Tarantino's Pulp Fiction and that he is able to seamlessly tell the story of many different complex individuals at once. However, the editing is spotlighted in the beginning of the film. The audience is introduced to the themes of seediness and appearances through mafiosos partaking in artificial tanning and manicures. Themes of false appearances are made obvious with the fake tan lines and the Italian pop music in the background of these scenes. But everything changes once violence erupts throughout the scene. Each mafioso is killed in a gangland execution style, while pop song La Nostra Storia welcomes the audience to the opening credits. In a five minute introduction, the audience is introduced to the fake appearances and self-absorption values that the Kimura hold high, while at the same time showcasing how violent and brutal the organization really is. The rapid and energetic instability gives the audience a brief taste of what the rest of the film will portray. Hectic and high-octane violence and drama. Mike Gallagher, October 2016. 94%. So guys, that was my paper. I know it's it's a little spotty here and there, but you know I wrote it uh, th- maybe like three years ago now. But if I were to conclude my paper with a numerical review, I would give this film a solid 8.5 out of 10 stars. I think this is a film that is super important to the gangster genre as a whole, and is one that everyone should check out. But with that, guys, that concludes this episode of Amateur Tours. So I hope you all like the change of pace, content, format of like an episode like this. But please let me know what you guys think. You can contact me publicly or privately on Twitter at Pod or email me at Podcast at gmail.com. So once again, thank you all for listening, and I'll see you next time.